0: You're listening to the Oz TV podcast. Only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network, TV, Oz Network. As we continue on with our Niptuck Rewatch, we are into the second episode of Niptuck, the greatest TV show. Perhaps that you don't realize is such a great TV show. Season one, episode two, entitled Mandy and randy or just mandy slash randy um we're gonna be maybe feeling a bit randy after this episode i'm i'm not too sure uh aired on july 29 2003 gee that sounds like it was a long time ago and it just does not feel it like it was that long ago uh my name is ben and it's my dick i i hate my dick. (laughs) <laughs> uh,
1: my name's nick and uh have you ever had twins
0: <laughs> mother and daughter once never twins <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did you do that in like a sean connery accent is that what he's trying
1: to do yeah, i think so i think so <laughs> i
0: just i don't get why he has to do a sean connery accent but anyway um great episode uh we'll talk about this that's why we're here for it Um, Obviously, if you're joining us having watched the pilot and you're into the second one, we've obviously gone all through a lot of the setup from the pilot episode. But we're into kind of our unique take on uh, certain things to do with Nip Tuck, as uh, Nick touched on in our last episode. Obviously, Ryan Murphy has admitted that basically every single one of these surgeries is based on fact. These are these are legitimate cases, the main sort of person that is the plot line. I mean, twins, I guess, kind of wanting to be different from each other isn't that unusual compared to some of the other ones we get. But we should also touch on the fact that each episode of Nip Tuck is named after the main patient, I guess you would say. But in this case, obviously, we have Mandy and Randy. So we've got twins, Nick. We love twins, don't we? Yeah, of course we do. How could you not? <laughs> are you a twin, Nick? Are you a twin that I don't know of? Uh,
1: no, my brother and sister are twins, but I'm not a
0: twin. Oh, you missed out. You missed out. Is, it, is that a good or a bad thing, living with, like, twins? I mean, do they kind of have... Are they close twins, or
1: are they twins that hate each other? No, I mean, they're close, but they're not identical, obviously, because it's brother and sister. Um, <laughs> so, it's a little a little bit different.
0: Right. Okay, then. Okay, then. Well, this episode starts off straight away with six weeks later, obviously, with the events that we saw in the last one. Closed out with uh, Christian and Sean uh, getting rid of a body, covering it with meat and alligators. Now, it's six weeks later after that, and... Uh, luckily for our, uh, you know, protagonist, we haven't had any police interference. They're just living their lives. Uh, Liz has left um, after that incident, though, because we learned that straight away. Marie's in the, the surgery room. And we get to meet Dr. Pendleton, their new psychologist, who, you know who he reminds of? I don't know if you're a Simpsons fan, but they had that psychologist or that psychiatrist oh, in uh, The Simpsons. I can't remember his name. But do you know what I'm talking about? Dr. Marvin Monroe.
1: That, that's it. Does he not look like him? <laughs> He does. You're right. Yeah, totally right. <laughs> and just just another thing, while we're in the in the surgery room, something to keep a watch on on NipTac is how many different coloured scrubs we have on the show. Mm. Does he constantly change the colour of their scrubs? And I don't know if that's a doctor thing, if they just like order in a, a box of scrubs in a certain colour, and then they get a different colour, or whether this is something that NipTac's doing as their subliminal messaging. I don't know. It's just something to watch. That's a good
0: point, actually, because it's kind of like a dark blue, isn't it, at this point? But um. We, we get like, I know there's white at some point. They kind of, I think, have a reddish one, don't they? In season four, yeah, maybe like, yeah, it does, doesn't it?
1: That's a good, yeah. good call, Nick. Good, well done. But they have a brown one at one at one point. I remember that.
0: Hmm. Maybe it's just a theme that they have. Maybe there's just an underlying message there. I love this sequence with um Dr. Pendleton when he comes in and he's like, oh, you know, I thought I'd see this. And he's like, oh, a breast augmentation. He's the way his face lights up because he's like, oh, I'm going to see some boobs. <laughs> And then, yeah, obviously, yeah. they're not the nicest of boobs.
1: <laughs> not quite what he was
0: expecting. No. Again, kind of touching on that serious side that we sort of mentioned last episode, where, it's, obviously, this is a it's a terrible thing. that This woman has to get surgery. Uh, you know, she had breast implants, but she had an abusive, I think it was a boyfriend or husband. It basically had destroyed them, so they have to fix them. And then we see dear old Dr. Pendleton uh collapsing in the room uh but this kind of cuts we meet mandy and randy um you know they're they're two twins who are sick of being compared to each other and you know getting basically confused with each other and they want to look different they want to look like jennifer garner here she is in teen vogue oh do you remember the days when jennifer garner was in teen vogue nick i'm sure you bought it weekly
1: Oh, of course, of course, goes without saying
0: Yes Um, And I just, I love the sequence Like, and this, I think, sums up Sean and Christian Is that when you look at their faces Sean is just like, he's so, like, serious And like, oh, yes, you know, absolutely mm-hmm. And here's Christian just with this wide-eyed grin on his face Just checking these two out Because, I mean, let's be honest We're checking these two out They're pretty darn attractive um, and then it like ends with them getting tattoos, showing off their tattoos. Oh, it can only be
1: seen when we're naked.
0: And then we get just yeah. before the opening credits. God, it's good yeah. to be back.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it should have really been my tagline for this, shouldn't it? But you know, yeah. I forgot that line to be fair. <laughs> and um, we actually, I don't, I don't know if we did. We have we didn't have the opening credits on the. No, on well, the that's video. why I
0: wanted to pause just before we get to the opening credits because I thought we'd talk about them. But you know, we didn't. First episode, we did not get them.
1: Yeah, no, I didn't think we did. They are the weirdest opening credits. Like, they are just a bit strange, like, with the dummy opening its eyes and, the you know, yeah. the hand twitch. A bit strange, really. It's,
0: I mean, the song A Perfect Lie by The Engine Room, it's a song that, uh, you know, you will get stuck in your head. Um, and I, I highly recommend people, if you've never heard the full version of it, it's actually, it's a good song. I like the song. And it's funny, like, the, the weirdness of it. Like, I always love when they kind of pan up on those dummies and we get that heartbeat, and the hand kind of flinches, and then we yeah. get into the like. I just, I just love how that happens, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird, unique opening, just with the the the, the colors and the eyes opening, and then kind of the lips at the end, and just it's unique and it's funny. Kind of saying about how it gets stuck in your head. I obviously in a very my my former fiance, whatever you want to call. Well, she was my former fiance. There's nothing else to call it. Louise, uh, I remember when last time I rewatched this show. So I would be, you know, watching it. She would go to bed fairly early and then she would always, you know, say to me, like, she'd wake up or she'd come out and she'd be like, Oh God, that song, it gets stuck in my head. And so she'd just mock at me going like, make me beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and because if you have it on the DVD, that's all it plays on loop. And if you've left it on the menu, that's all you're hearing. So, um, yeah. I, I do yeah. love it though. It's a
1: great opening. Well, it's, it, like you say, it's pretty catchy, yeah. Mm. And
0: it, it works well. Make me beautiful, you know, a kind of perfect face, a perfect well, it's, lie.
1: It's, it's, it's minimalist, too. And um, you're probably going to get sick of me um, making pointless comparisons to Game of Thrones because <laughs> even though I like Game of Thrones, I think it's completely overblown and overrated. Oh, and I think, wow. And, um, you know, here's a, here's a good case in point. You know, you look at that, um, that opening credits of Game of Thrones and it goes on way too long. Um, you know, it, it, it it's just boring. Whereas this one's good; it gets to the point quickly. You know, it does a job, and then you move on.
0: Well, Nick, it's funny that you say that you, you think it's overrated. I think you know and well aware that I've never seen Game of Thrones in my life. So uh, we are the podcast where one host thinks it's overrated, and the other's never watched it. Um, coming soon: Game of Thrones recaps on uh, the Oz Network. Not involving you yeah. or Ben. Yeah, um, yeah. but. It's. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because like, I think we're so used to now in TV land, again to date this episode, two thousand and seventeen, we're recording this. They've really done away with intros, haven't they? And like as you said, this is kind of minimalistic. I mean, I guess this was a short intro for two thousand and three standards. Um, you know, even when we've been re- recently doing Smallville, was somebody save me? Like that goes on for a while. Like it's kind of strange how TV shows are so long were known for their classic theme and their opening. And nowadays, I mean, you very rarely even could say any TV shows have a theme song, so to speak.
1: Yeah, well, it kind of reminds me a little bit of The Walking Dead, I mean, really, you know, it's this kind of you know, kind of stirring song, you know, all the characters, you have the credits, and, you know, it doesn't really change um, throughout the run of the show, you know, other than maybe a few a few little scenes. And, um, you know, then it just gets you to the point, it, it doesn't really mess around. Yeah. Mm.
0: After the opening credits, we have a lovely uh, breakfast uh, with the with the tr- uh, the McNamara's. Sorry, uh, it's a very weird breakfast. This one. It starts off with a condom on the table, and it ends up with Easter baskets. Uh, as you do, um, but like we get poor little Annie looking for a dear missing gerbil. Uh, Poor old Julia suffering guilt. We get them fighting in front of the kids. I love um, when Matt kind of stands up to them, says the word shit, and then Annie's got that little smile. He said the brown word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just love that. Um, again, I'm just going to jump all over this. Feel free to jump in if there's anything you want to add on this great breakfast scene. I guess it's really just setting up, obviously, you know, Julia and Sean are still having problems, aren't they? Like, you know, we're going to see a bit of that this episode.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so, and I think it's also setting up the whole, you know, Matt wants to chop his dick off, um, you know, setting that <laughs> stuff up as well, really. Yes.
0: Oh, God, poor Matt. Like, oh, seriously, this is going to be, you know, your running theme about, like, comparing it to Gabe and mine, is just poor Matt, hashtag poor Matt. Uh, yeah. He really has let's, a shit let's get, time. Let's get that
1: happening, because he, he would have had a hashtag poor Matt, oh. hashtag, you know, it was out now. We almost need to get that happening, don't
0: we? I think we talked about it, didn't we, in the last episode, that Ryan Murphy has his checklist of all the fucked up things he needs to have happen in an episode. I swear he sits down and goes, "Okay, these are fucked up things I'm going to do to Matt this episode. Like, Matt just... His poor little soul. Um, So, anyway, cut to Christian going to a solarium. And if you've ever wanted to see two people have sex on a solarium, watch episode two of Nip Tuck, because... I don't know what's weird, seeing this UV light, or seeing them wear those weird goggle things. As particularly as she's trying to give him her blow job. Um, I mean, am I reading yeah. too much into that?
1: No, it's a, it's definitely a weird scene. But I mean, it, it, it kind of just sums up that. Everywhere Christian goes, he's, he's scoring. You know, like it doesn't actually matter where he is; it's going to happen.
0: What, a, what a terrible life Christian has. Like, I mean, God, yeah. does it d- just happen to you too, Nick? You just Go to the local solarium and, oh, God, I've got to have sex again. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's just, it never ends.
0: It's just, oh, I've got to have surgery tomorrow. Oh, you want to have sex again? Oh, really? um yeah Yeah. but i mean this does kind of have a point this scene because if this was the immortal austin powers this is where christian troy would turn to the camera and say crikey i've lost my mojo um (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) because you know he can't get it up basically because he's thinking of julia um, which is weird because I don't know if you've ever thought about people in that situation. But sometimes, usually, doesn't that help you? <laughs> I guess the psychological elements are a little bit more complex in Christian's head. Maybe it's just a solarium thing. He doesn't want to get his dick burnt.
1: Uh, yeah, I think it's probably just the guilt thing more than anything else. He knows he probably shouldn't be thinking about his his best friend's wife.
0: <laughs> not, not the whole. I mean, I Solari- I think solariums are banned in Australia now. Are they still
1: a thing in New Zealand? Well, I mean, if I hadn't have seen the show and I didn't know what you were talking about, I've never heard the word solarium until five minutes ago. So we just, I mean, they're just tanning salons here as far as I'm aware. I think we still have them. I mean, uh, anyone who's seen a photo of me knows that I definitely don't visit them very often. (laughs) I
0: was about to say to you, because, I mean, I I honestly think that'd probably be needed in New Zealand. I don't know if you, I mean, I went to a beach with you, but... um, you know, it's not really like the Australian model where it's like sun, sand, surfing. It's Australia, New Zealand. It's kind of like it's green and there's hobbits here. Um,
1: well, I mean, I mean, we get we get that intense kind of sun. You know, like we we're what under the the hole in the ozone layer, or whatever the hell it is now. Yes. Um, so I think you, I mean, we get sunburn here without even trying, just because of the position of where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't need sunbeds in New Zealand.
0: Exactly. Similar to Tasmania, just you don't know you're getting burnt when you you're getting really burnt. Um, yeah, that's the worst part. We we meet um we meet Grace Santiago, uh, who I'm just gonna put it out there. We touched on her slightly in the last episode. The most pointless character Niptuck has ever
1: had. Um which is kind wonder a what shame. happened because yeah, well exactly. I think she would have been a really good character and I wonder why they decided. I wonder if she wanted more money to do the second season or something like that that they just dropped it because I think there was some good potential there but um yeah, for whatever I, reason.
0: I, I agree. I and mean, it's, it's not I, I should say I don't hate the character. It's just she's pointless because she she serves a purpose this season. But then she just disappears, and it's not like we get a throwaway line, like, oh, she left because of this or this or that and everything else. She just literally disappears. Um, And she's billed as a main cast member of this season. Um, And it's funny, the actress, I'm here, Valerie Cruz, like, she's one of these ones who pops up in things randomly, and you're always like, where do I know her from? And then you look her up. Oh, right, she was Grace in Nip Tuck, the forgettable one, in season one. Yeah, Um, Yeah. And it's just... It, I always, I always got her confused. We'll obviously meet uh, Megan, Megan, however you want to say her name, in the coming episodes because it kind of got that curly hair. They're kind of similar looking. I always got them confused. I remember the first time I watched, it, said like, so wait, Sean's with the 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 psychologist, but then she's with this other one who's got breast cancer. Like, I always got confused.
1: Right? Yeah. No, it's maybe that was that. They just decided to take have this other character and it would just be too confusing so they got rid of her.
0: So basically when we meet her, because obviously going back to the Mandy-Randy when, um... At that point, we should have touched on the fact that the reason they got a psychologist is to obviously, you know, go over their patients to make sure if they really need to actually have surgery, and at that point, Mandy and Randy had already had a psychologist look over their case and say, it's fine, which was Dr. Grace Santiago, so then Sean wanted to go have, I think, lunch or brunch with her, um... And that kind of sets up this thing, which we'll get to later on. Um, But between that, we then we get to meet uh, Matt's girlfriend, Vanessa, played by the absolutely beautiful Kate Mara. Can we just point that out? Kate Mara. Yeah. Yes, please.
1: <laughs> and, and and she was one of those ones when when I saw her on a um, House of Cards, which I don't know if you've seen. That, oh yeah. Oh I yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I was like, I, I know her from somewhere. Where do I know her from? And it was mm. it took me a little while to click that she was um, you know in Tuck, and obviously she's been on the um, awful, awful, awful Fantastic Four movie.
0: Mm-hmm. she
1: so I have, yeah. I haven't seen a lot of her since then. I hope she, that, that hasn't.
0: She popped up in Twenty Four. Uh, she was in the season of 24. She also was in uh, American Horror Story. Ryan Murphy likes to use actors a lot. The same actors in a lot of his shows. So if you ever if you're a long term watcher of Ryan Murphy shows, you will see a lot of the actors pop in and out. So there's a lot of actors from popular who are in Tuck and. I'll point them out when we get to them. And then, like, if you watch Glee, you'll see people from Nip Tuck and American Horror Story. So, he likes to work with the same people a lot of the time. But, yeah, she. Um, it's funny, actually, you mentioned about Fantastic Four, because I said, obviously, last episode, Julian McMahon played, what, Dr. Van Doom or Victor Von Doom in the- Yeah, in the- of course. So, yeah. like, you've kind of got this weird Fantastic Four connection in Nip Tuck now, don't we? <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. I had not thought about that.
0: Well, Kate, Kate Mara. Can we just point out when we eventually do House of Cards? Like, I don't want to spoil anything with House of Cards, but like, wow, um, <laughs> like what eventually yeah. happens to her? But yes. um, <laughs> she. I mean, she's she's. I remember. I remember when I first watched this. I like instantly like you see those actresses. And you're like, damn, yes, please. And we will get to. I think it might be the next episode, the cheerleader scene on the bed. Like, one of my favourite, most rewound scenes in TV history.
1: (laughs) So... Yeah, it's pretty intense.
0: Yeah. well, Welcome to the Oz uh, Network, where two guys simply perv over teenagers. Um, <laughs> Kmart <laughs> K- is <laughs> older not- than me, and I think she's older than Nick, too, all right? So we're allowed I was, to. I was going to say, I
1: was going to say, she cannot <laughs> have been a teenager when this was filmed.
0: Exactly. Anyway, so we meet her, we meet uh, Matt and Vanessa, we get to see it. They're getting it down, they're getting busy, they're in bed. And as always happens, when two teenagers are about to have sex, you end up naked under the covers. And before you do anything, you quote the line, I want to see it. Um, now, I don't know. I, I, we're not really going to get into our history as teenagers here, Nick, but don't think that's necessarily how it always happens. Um, I don't know about you. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't think it's going to lead to good things. But um, <laughs> I, 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 it's quite an American thing, isn't it, to be worried about whether you're you're a dragon or a firefly? Is that <laughs> something that's really a... I, I think mean, I it don't... is.
0: I mean, it's it's a weird thing to get worried about. I don't know. I yeah, don't... Yeah. yeah. It's... Um...
1: I, you know, I don't, I, we don't have a culture here of, of you know, people who are uncircumcised oh. being shunned by their girlfriends, I, at least not that I'm aware of.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's such an interesting... I mean, I guess it's a... It sets up, kind of as you said, he wants to chop his dick off basically about half an hour, but it's um, it's strange. And that you, again, you can't help but feel sorry for that. Again, a sentence we will utter a lot on this uh, series of watching it. When she goes down, has a look, comes back up, it looks like a Sharpe. Are you part Arab or something? <laughs> like, I have written here, bitch. Like that hurts. <laughs> that is a mean thing to say. Like come on
1: <laughs> well, Nothing wrong with Sharp hey?
0: No, not at all, but I mean Are you part Arab or something? <laughs> like what?
1: I'm not I'm not sure you could get away with that line in twenty seventeen.
0: No, no, definitely not. And I love I've written here I've written is like maybe we should make out make out today. I've just written typical woman changed the mind. <laughs>
1: No. <laughs> yeah. At least she didn't say she had a headache.
0: Yeah, exactly. At least she still wanted to make out. I mean, you know, I'm still going to want to make yeah. out with Kate Mara. I mean, you're both naked. You know, um, that's right. But like, wow. Hashtag poor Matt. Uh, let's get that yeah. trending, people. Um, yeah. 2017, Definitely. 14 years after this aired. Uh, hashtag poor Matt is the theme yep. of the day. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, so we uh, we then go back to Christian, uh, Troy McNamara. Uh, McNamara Troy, I know the name of the place. Uh, Liz is there. Uh, she's been offered basically double salary health benefits for her partner who has left basically because Sean wants her back. This is essentially, I think, the scene where we learn that Liz is a lesbian, really, isn't it? I mean, um, it becomes a, a, a pretty... I don't say keep, I mean, it's, I think what is done well with the fact that Liz is obviously gay is the fact that it's not really sold as something like, you know, let's make a big deal out of it. And I guess kind of a thing that I sort of always look at when we have, a, say, a TV show and one of the main characters is gay is that I don't always necessarily feel it should be made in, like, it, so what if they're gay? Like, that's just, it's just, it's just them. It shouldn't have to be a case of let's always overemphasise the fact that they're gay. And I think that's what they do really well. I mean, Ryan Murphy, obviously, he's, uh, you know, outwardly gay. And a lot of his TV shows reflect his uh, experiences through his life. And he's obviously very well respected in the LGBT community um, because of, you know, what he he writes about and everything. But I guess what I'm trying to say is I really think they do well with liz in that it's not overly emphasized that here she is she's gay and it's kind of just this scene in general it's like we're here she's gay great who cares it's made and as in who cares is a good thing like it's just it's gelled over the fact that that's just normal there's no overemphasizing on the fact i hope i'm trying to make sense there people and i'm not coming across as offensive
1: <laughs> no i think it's really good i think i think what the show does really well is people uh you know if there's anybody who's different on the show, yeah. The viewer is always challenged to ask themselves why they should view them as any different. And I think that's really good. I think that the you know, these people are just who they are and if you're watching them through different eyes then that's your problem. And I think that the show does really well at just not even really making that an issue. And if the viewer makes it an issue then it's a reflection on them.
0: Nick summed that up perfectly in about 30 seconds to what I was doing over about the last three minutes. So uh, (laughs) thank thank you, Nick. Um... Uh, so we get that, between them we obviously cut back to Sean and Julia uh, and here I've written down, clear as day, here is their first official splitting up, one out of the next 100 we'll get in the next 6 seasons <laughs> Sean drops the line, I am miserable with you and you are miserable with me so, that means, uh, let's be honest we mentioned last episode about Julia and Christian having good chemistry when it comes to kind of that like, sexual tension I have to say, Sean and, and Julia play a very good married couple, you believe their fights, <laughs> like they do a good Job at being an argumentative married couple.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, they're really good at um, at, at selling that tension and their anger really, really well because um, they're you know two very good actors, and so it just all feels very natural.
0: Mm, indeed. Uh, so he leaves. Um, we, when we get the very sort of the line, say you're still in love with me, and I'll stay. Like it just, I mean, it's just so well. You kind of like, oh, that's that's sweet, but she doesn't say it so clearly. She's not in love with him. Um, but you get the surgery scene, kind of going back to your line, the whole ever done twins, mother and daughter once, but never twins. Um, yeah. The music, great. Um, I mean. Again, just kind of going to show the gruesome aspect of it, uh, which is, you know... What was it? What
1: was the business on that one? I've forgotten.
0: Um, I haven't written down the song. Um... I yeah I don't actually have it on me. I apologies there. We again if we were professional we could always go back and edit and make it sound like we're smart. But uh, we'll keep this in there just to show we're humans too. Uh, I will say like they did release a soundtrack at least with the first season. I'm Not sure if they did for the second. Season. I've got the soundtrack for the first one, but um I mean again it's just it's one of these shows that the soundtrack. I'm not sure if it was talked up as much. It's similar to the show itself. Uh, because yeah, that's it's right. just it's and they they fit so well with the theme of the episodes and I mean there are songs like we will get to uh, throughout this that I listen to and it's not just a case of it reminding me of the show like they're emotional songs they remind you of the scenes and when you're ever in those moods and you're just not in a good mood you want to listen to sad music and cry like there are songs in this that I purely have on my list based on just how they use it like Wild World by Cat Stevens like. Wow, that is a pretty deep song that we can get to. Um, and yeah, very well used music, I guess what I'm trying to say. So, yeah, I don't know, Nick. I, I should have, I should have, maybe we'll make that a thing. Hashtag poor Matt and hashtag let's keep the songs going for our listeners. Um, through the search. Yeah, I think
1: I think this is probably speaking to that point. I think it's probably, this is the show that really got me into Rolling Stones as well. Cause mm-hmm. there's just every time you turn around, there's another Rolling Stones song. Yep. Yep, exactly. And now, do, now, do, you, do you buy that they would do, they would operate on these, these twins at the same time? Um,
0: I don't know. Um, again, I'm not a surgeon, like it, it? but <laughs> look, I, look I, don't, I, I don't know because I mean, I guess there's only two of them. You would feel that with a, with anesthetic and anesthesia, um and things like that like can you monitor them both at the same time well yeah i don't know i didn't really think about that
1: yeah hmm, just, something, just something i noticed
0: again any surgeons listening please message us i'm sure that you don't have anything else better to do rather than listen to the yeah,
1: I, think- I think I think that's pretty unlikely that we've got
0: surgeons listening, but you never know. Well, hey, like, I've heard of people listening to shows we've done in weird circumstances. If there's any surgeons who are operating whilst listening, like, maybe they've just strolled through iTunes and gone, fuck, a nip-tuck podcast. I can listen to that while I'm cutting into people. Like, that would be <laughs> yeah. kind of weird and cool at the same time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, Well, keep us informed. We'd love to hear about it.
0: Yes. Let us know, did the patient live or die? Uh,
1: <laughs> hopefully they lived. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anyway, we had anything to do with dying. We don't want to know about it. Not like you we got
0: distracted. What. Like you literally turned around at the point where Nick said, "Oh, should you really be operating?" Two points. You stopped and goes, "Yes, you can." Like, oh shit! I've killed them. Um, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we get. I love this scene. We the the whole plumber sequence in the house. Julie is there uh, with uh, what's her name? Is it Christine? The the weird bitchy woman. Um, oh. Yeah. Um, hold that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know is what I'm talking about. Yeah,
0: yeah. Her. Um, anyway, she becomes a she becomes a, a recurring character. Uh, Suzanne. Is it Suzanne. 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 Crazy Suzanne. Because when dinner at the table, isn't it like crazy Suzanne? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Um So the plumber. Just I love the fact he's so just like jovial and everything. And then he finds the, poor old Frisky, and I love Suzanne when she's like, "Oh, it's a turd. What are you gonna do with it? Bronze it?" Like just so good. Uh, But then we basically find out that this plumber is extremely judgmental. Oh, I saw your son. Did he kill it? That's how Ted Bundy started. Just, like, call this woman's son a serial killer, only to basically find out Julia did it, and she gets free plumbing. In my mind, if that's all it takes to get, like, work done for free, then I'm going to drop some gerbils down my toilet.
1: Yeah, it's a (laughs) one-one.
0: It's interesting, but, again, you know... Poor, poor Julia. Do we, I don't want to use that hashtag.
1: I mean, she did it herself, right? Yeah, that's right. I think it's poor Mr. Frisky, isn't it? (laughs) Yes. Hashtag poor Mr. Frisky. And poor Annie. (laughs) Yes.
0: Does that ever get explained? Like, poor little Annie at the beginning, she's putting out wanted posters, you know, poor little Frisky, and yet her mum's killed her. I mean, does Annie get the sit down and go, honey, I have to tell you something about Frisky. Mummy murdered her
1: do they not buy another one? I thought that was, uh, didn't they then buy like a replacement? Yeah, I think they did, but
0: it's like, uh, yeah. And do they really I mean, look, a gerbil's not like rats. They only live for like two years or anything like that. But, um, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Anyway. I don't know much about gerbils, but I do know about strip clubs. Well, no, I don't know about strip clubs either, but I know that there's lots of them on the show. (laughs)
0: Yes. Good segue, Nick. Good segue. We're in a strip club next. (laughs) Now, Matt's what meant to be sixteen, um, and can you bring a sixteen-year-old to a strip club? I don't know, um, but yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. basically, Christian's willing to pay for Matt to lose his virginity, as uh, as Christian calls him, the virginator. Um, you know, great uncle. I wish I had an uncle like that. Um, but I do like the fact when Matt's kind of like you know, look, I love Vanessa. Um, You know, I don't, I feel weird to pay someone to pretend they like, me. You know, I do love it when Christian turns around and goes, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go upstairs and pay someone to pretend they like me.
1: Um, so, and What's his line about? They don't care if you've got a two inch picker or balls like cranberries.
0: Yeah, it's like there's as long as you can do with it that counts, like. The, yeah. the the gospel, like, people often will quote, what is it, um, the the bro code from How I Met Your Mother, you know, Barney Stinson's bro code. I'd be more en- enlightened to, to listen to the wise wisdoms of Christian Troy. I'm not kidding. There are many things that I have learnt from Nip Tuck that I, like, I have used in my real life through Christian Troy, and that is no word of a lie. I will swear on it. No, and it's just not just wearing red tinted sunglasses. Sexual advice. I'm just going to put it out there. I'm not even going to tell you because nobody wants to know. But, like, no, it's not the fact that I have a two-inch pecker. But um, it's... Where are we going with this, Ben? Shut up. Um,
1: Yeah, this this, this is quite the segue.
0: (laughs) But, yeah, seriously, they need to create a bro code on Christian Troy advice. Yeah. Men will love it. It will work. And women, too. Uh, Still, Christian's lost his mojo. He can't get it up. And this woman's like, I think you like boys. You definitely like boys. I'm sorry. She's really not that exactly special to look at. So, you know.
1: Yeah, well, uh, Christian obviously doesn't think so. And she gets pushed down and thrown a business card in her face.
0: (laughs) She's no Kate Mara. No. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, we then cut to uh, it's my dick. I hate my dick. Uh, oh yeah, you know, guy, and I love <laughs> the way they cut it to um, the what's his name chopping the the cucumber. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Done well, and it's it's kind of like that dynamic, you know. Like obviously Christian and Sean are kind of laughing about it, and then Doctor Pendon's like, I'm not comfortable with you doing this. Um, so, and then we get Christian running with Dr. Pendleton. Again, his facial expression. Like, he's only in it for, like, what, 30 minutes out of this entire episode. I might argue more memorable than Grace in an entire season based on some of his facial expressions when Christian's like, if you don't mind, I might join you. That kind of, like, real, like, his face just lights up. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. you can join me. <laughs> like He's the type of guy I can imagine just going back to his house at night and, you know... Putting on a, a, a movie and pretending that he's like I don't know, like he just seems like he would live a sad existence. Poor Doctor Pendleton. <laughs> just, yeah, he's
1: you know. um, yeah, he he definitely is the Martha Monroe. You got that? Oh, you <laughs> got so that correct. He, is.
0: he so is. Uh, but this is kind of where he, Christian gets the advice of um, basically being mentally stalked by Julia, and then pretty much it's a case of well, you've just got to go banger or rejector. So, what does Christian do? Goes over to her house, basically implies, oh, you should come over tomorrow night at a certain time. Yeah. And, obviously, that ultimately leads to the scene where Julia walks in onto him banging the twins, which, again, a lucky bastard, but whatever. <laughs> but, um... Just kind of skipping over a lot of bits here. Um... I guess we can just we can kind of go back to the bits here. I mean, I, the whole situation there with with Christian and making Julia walk in. I mean, again, it's a recurring thing. The the sort of the chemistry between Julia and Christian. You know, it's the the love that they sort of had at one point, and he or she obviously married Sean and all that sort of stuff. But I mean, again, dick move by Christian. Like again, as much as we talk him up, there's no denying the fact that Christian can be a massive, massive asshole. And case in point. Let's get a hopes up just for the fact that he can get his mojo back, and let's make her walk in the fact that I'm banging the sexy eighteen-year-old twins.
1: Yeah, well, I know we're skipping ahead here a little bit, but you know, looking on that discussion he's having with the doctor—is did he deliberately set Julia up to come walk in on him while he was doing that, or do you think he just forgot? I, I, I and- think.
0: I think he, either way, he was doing it deliberately to, um, not necessarily with the twins. But I, I always got the vibe that he did it deliberately because he kind of got that line where it's like, oh, I thought I told you seven thirty, and she's like, no, seven. Like, I well, think that was
1: well, I think deep even mood. even more than even more than that. I think it's the look on his face when when she walks in. Is it? he's not surprised at all? He's yeah. almost like a grin on his face. So yeah. you know, he's not he's not trying to you know get a quick one in before she comes over
0: and you know the, the 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 setup with the candles and everything she you know he's playing Fleetwood Mac after having a conversation the day beforehand about how she used to listen to Fleetwood Mac you know like she's walked in to see this candles and everything hearing Fleetwood Mac oh my god how romantic oh wait no he's boning two other girls like yeah I, yeah I just think it's clearly a deliberate ploy going back to that conversation of he he basically because he says that doesn't he he says like this is me this is who I'll always be and yeah. Yeah. I think that is—I think that does sum up Christian. He, even throughout this entire series, when he is in a relationship, uh, he still is the guy who is going to go and cheat on them. You know, it's just—it's his character that that is he sums it up perfectly. This will always be me.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And Julia,
0: you know, obviously just that desire and everything, but I mean, it's. It's, again, it just kind of adds to their characters, you know, there's just still that unfinished business between the pair of them, which again gets explored throughout this entire series run, but, you know, it's just... Yeah, and, I mean, look, let's just be honest. He gets to bone Randy and Mandy who have had this scene on the floor, you know, the poor male nurse didn't recognise her. And I think Christian kind of alludes to the fact, I think he's about to say, like, well, he's a male nurse. He wouldn't recognise you. There's a reason there. Um, But, like, they kind of interrupt. I don't know if you got that vibe where Christian was going with that or...
1: Yeah, I don't know. He's, yeah, I mean, it's all pretty weird. And I mean, we kind of skipped over the scene where he, like, walks in on them you know they're, they're in that kind of you know in the recovery room like cuddling each other yeah and you know being called sweetheart and all that kind of stuff and i'm randy you know, that's sweetheart yeah well and i think it's the whole thing of like he's kind of viewed them as these two little innocent kids and now he's like oh well you know they're adults let's just go for it you know
0: and it's and it's a recurring thing kind of uh i think you mentioned in the last episode about how something's set up and, like, something great's going to happen, but it always backfires on them. It's kind of a similar thing too, isn't it, with the patients, like the main patient of each episode. Like, they they come in and want the surgery. They want to be different, but it always yeah. kind of, at the end of it, oh, no, actually, no, didn't really want it. Or it, it it doesn't always work out the best for the people in what they want. And it's kind of, it is a recurring element we will get in a lot of these episodes that these patients will have that regret after they've actually gone through with the surgery. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah.
0: Now, we also sort of in between these two. Some of the other ones we skipped over. Matt's uh, going online. He's looking what's up. That, what's
1: that search engine he's using? <laughs> Flugel or I don't know. What's? <laughs> yeah, It's like some generic rip-off of Google, A eh? Didn't get the Google uh, rights, so he had to
0: find a website just, where I've you...
1: I've done a quick Google search of circumcision how-to... <laughs> And there's one in here. It's the third one down. It says, how to get circumcised 12 steps with pictures. No, thank you. I'll take a miss on that one.
0: <laughs> wow. I, I didn't quite go through with my research that far. Uh, but um, I love the fact that we eventually get to that scene, the way they've like, voiced over that guy who just literally sounds like a troll. He's, like, yeah. Yeah. he's not there to help people get circumcised. He's literally there to make sure that guys on the internet chop their dicks off. It sounds like Casey Affleck. (laughs) Maybe it is. (laughs) Wow, wow. Uh, We also get the scene uh, of Christian and Grace out at dinner. Uh, Sorry, uh, Sean and Grace. And Sean tries to be Christian by sliding his hand on the leg. Now, look, again, I'm no Lothario. I'm no expert when it comes to going on dates with women. But even I know that even if you're getting some signals from a girl, sliding your hand on her leg in a public restaurant probably isn't going to end up well
1: yeah no that's not good i think probably the 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 most interesting part about that whole scene though is when he's showing her the photos of his kids and she makes a point of saying how much annie looks like him Mm. which you know another another little bookmark just check that one we'll come back to it
0: yes Yes, exactly. Uh, you know, obviously Grace storms off, leaves, pays for her share, but then we ultimately get uh Sean stalking her, sort of, but no, he's there to offer a job because uh she he fired uh Marvin Munro uh yeah. earlier. Um but you know, obviously Grace basically becomes a a part of it. Um we also get Sean returning again. Back to the bedroom. And we get angry sex. Julia and Sean uh, just getting it on. I'm just going to point this out. This I don't know how this is going to sound. One thing that really pisses me off about Jolie Richardson and Julia McNamara, I hate how she moans. She just annoys the shit out of me whenever she is in a sex scene and she has that groany moan. It just irks me, okay? <laughs> so
1: yeah, no, I'll, I'll second that. Definitely uh, co-sign that one. <laughs>
0: yes. There's a recurring theme. We're adding to it. Hashtag poor Matt. Hashtag stop moaning Julia. Um, just, you know, there's just something about her moaning. Um, but, yeah, we basically end, as I said, with Casey Affleck telling Matt how to chop his dick off. Now, they're basically, again, going back to this guy who's just a troll... I took a mild muscle relaxant, you know, Cut, get your blades really sharp and you can't even feel it. I'm sorry. If you've got the world's sharpest blade and you're cutting your penis, you are still going to feel it. And, like, okay, (laughs) Matt probably drank a little bit too much wine, but, like, how was that going to end up? How in any aspect is him chopping his foreskin not going to result in a shitload of blood on his hand and passing out. I don't know, Nick, if you've ever tried to conduct surgery on yourself, but I'm pretty sure that if I started to cut something open, I'm probably going to faint as well.
1: Yeah, and, you know, being, like, the most sensitive nerve endings on the, <laughs> you know, the male human body, it's, you're probably going to feel that. And, like, it's, it's, it's a great way to end the
0: episode. I mean, let's be honest. it's It's got just the way they basically, you know, we hear snip, blood, and then, blump. And then, you know, we hear the, the theme again. Because, again, it's going back to binge-watching. You want to keep watching it, you know. Um, yeah, exactly. Okay. It's, like, yeah. it's, I mean, again, Matt. Poor Matt. Just everything. A lot of it, yes, will you admit he's, I guess, self-inflicting, but you just... He, I mean, we talked up Sean, we talked up Christian, we've talked Julia, we talked... I mean, I guess we could talk about Matt quickly. He is, again, a very complex character. You do feel sorry for him. A lot of shit does happen to him. And John Hensley, one of these actors, and again, I don't think I've ever seen him in... I think he was in a random movie I watched last year with a friend. And that's maybe all I have ever seen him in outside of Nick Tuck. But I think he's a great actor... And his character, again, a really complicated character across this
1: entire series. Yeah, and I think probably he's got quite an unusual look about him, which means that he, you know, he probably hasn't gotten a lot of roles because he doesn't have that, you know, like that that kind of leading man look about him. He's almost got a bit of a Michael Jackson look about him, you know. Like <laughs> he does, a, yes. That kind of those kind of pale, quite angular features and I think that probably, you know, he's probably gonna be more suited to really specific roles and this was just like a perfect role for him really mm. and
0: just look i mean the movie that i saw him in was called shutter which was a pretty terrible movie if i have to be honest um but like, it was look, a shitter yeah it was a shutter uh that's, that's how you would say shitter but it just pronounces shutter uh, yeah that's so a new zealand film uh but yeah like i mean looking outside of this so he's been in barely any movies he was in Hostel part three um, and then TV-wise, uh, he has been in the World Poker Tour, where he played himself. Uh, he was in CSI, and then he was also in Sons of Anarchy. He hasn't been in anything since 2014, which is weird, because, like, I mean, again, going back to what you said about how they're the great actors, it's, it just seems strange that he just hasn't really done much.
1: You can totally see him as, like, that that one-season sorry, one episode of CSI where he's like some serial killer. You know, <laughs> I, I can totally see that.
0: Michael Jackson person or... I mean, look, yeah, we're, yeah. we're, we're going to we're gonna strive as... I mean, obviously, as I said last episode, we had Joey Slotnick on and we'll get to Merrill obviously, in a couple of episodes. But, I mean, he, look, we track down these people for interviews as much as we'd love to go for the big guns in Julian McMahon and Dylan Walsh. Like, John Hensley might be a realistic shot of getting an interview with him because, again, yeah, yeah. He hasn't really done much. And you've yeah. got to say... Out of everything he's done, he, he's most well known for being Matt of Nip Tuck. He, there's nothing yeah. notable here that I can say he's been on besides Nip Tuck.
1: Wait till he hears about the, um, you know, the hashtag. He's going to be all up for him after oh, that. be
0: he'll, he'll be a, he'll be a co-host. I do love the fact that his very first role ever was on a TV show called Strangers with Candy. The episode was the trip back, and he played student who lip syncs to Kung Fu Talk.
1: <laughs> oh, as you do
0: That's that was his breakout role. Ryan Murphy saw that and go, I could really see him as a guy who chopped his dick off in episode two. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that led him to that. Um so yeah, there we go. That's Mandy Randy. Um I mean you got again, anything really else to add on top
1: of what we've already talked about before we get to our rating? Well, I think probably just the other point is that, you know, there's this scene just before they go into that surgery where they, you know, Sean and Christian are talking and, you know, Sean kind of says, that, you know, it would kill him if he found out that, that Julia was seeing somebody else. And, mm-hmm. you know, if, we, if then fast forward to the end of the episode and the whole thing with, you know, Christian and inviting her over, then, you know, that maybe that is playing part of it too, that, you know, he was thinking about it and then he talked to Sean and went, no, nah, I can't do that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's true because I mean, again, the, the options there of of boning uh, Julia as opposed to that. So, again, adds to the complexities of, of Christian. You know, Julia. You know, she's willing to go through with it. Basically, I guess we didn't really touch on the fact that you know here she is, like she's willing to go over there with the, with the hope of boning her husband's best friend. um yeah. You know, so it's not all Christian, um, but. You know, and then even Sean, I mean, here he is, as as you said, like, he would would kill him if Julie started dating other people, but yet here he is thinking he's about to get lucky with Grace. So, it's it's kind of, it's all over the place, isn't it?
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah.
0: It just kind of almost seems like the guy chopping his dick off at the end. Maybe he's the most logical out of all of them. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, not too often you say that in a in an episode. Uh, so okay, I guess where where do we put this? Are we are we buying it, renting it, or are we are we binning it?
1: I think it's a renter. I think it, you know, like there's some good you know stuff that's been built here. But I think if you're going to go back and kind of rank all the episodes, this is not one that's going to be in your top ten, I don't think. But it's a really solid episode.
0: Yeah, I'd I'd agree with that. I mean, it's just on the cusp of – I mean, I think – it's, it's difficult with the show on the grand scheme of things when you just love it so much, which ideally you would say, oh, I'd buy every single one of these. But I guess if we're, we're being completely balanced and as you said, like, you wouldn't rate this in your top 10, you know, I mean, season two, I, I think you kind of mentioned last episode. I mean, look, it's it's definitely going to be difficult next season to kind of think if every episode won't be a buy it. But um, yeah, particularly, you know, compared to what we're other ones we'll be looking at, you know, I, I would agree with you. Two, double rent it. If uh, you go to your local Blockbuster. Do you still have Blockbuster in New Zealand? Probably not. No, I don't think so. Not anymore. No. I think we've got one... Perhaps, I, I don't know, it's Tasmanian, we're backwards. Uh, so that's Mandy Randy. Our next episode, of course, will be, uh, Nanette Babcock. We should really just give a bit of a tea. So, okay, so if you're sort of watching these in order with us, um, and you're w- wanting to know what to expect for the next one, I, I guess, you know, we don't want to give spoilers out on it, but we, uh, we get a very large lady who wants to, um, I guess have surgery for her high school reunion. We, get to learn a little bit more about Julia and what happens with frisky and uh, we get a bit more of uh, the pointless grace and uh, hashtag poor matt I mean it's it's a it's a, a again an, another good episode that we're going to be looking forward to
1: covering yeah and uh, don't forget we've got um, some some mrs grubman action coming up oh yeah
0: Oh, yeah. How can we forget Mrs. Yeah. Grubbin? Just love Mrs. No. Grubbin. She's, she's coming up. Uh, but as always, if you've got any questions or comments you want to get to us on Nip Tuck, then you can email us, Network at hotmail.com, Facebook us, tweet us, all the, all the usual channels there. iTunes. Remember, subscribe, rate us, leave us feedback. Uh, we apparently are also on Stitcher. I'm going to say that again. Stitcher, because again, I got a comment about a week or so ago saying that whenever I say the word Stitcher, it sounds good. I don't know why. I think I'd prefer to say he Nick, say it. Nick, you say it. It sounds better when you say it. Stutcher. There, yeah, there you go. Like, come on. That's a that's hundred times better than the way I say it. But uh, and any other relevant podcast provider, you can find our feed on our website and subscribe that way. But uh, until we come back to you for our next episode of our Nip Tuck Rewatch, uh, my name is Ben, and it's still my dick. I, I hate my dick. <laughs>
1: And and I'm Nick and I kinda of look like a big blood sausage. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new
0: episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at the